listening to the song Animals by the band Emblems. It's off of their upcoming album, Everything is Strange, which you can pre-order now on their band camp. Emblems is a post-rock, indie rock sort of band from Chicago, blending soaring ethereal guitars with driving rhythms and melodic vocals. This record is sure to take you on a musical journey from start to finish. Everything is Strange will be available everywhere on July 22nd on Sell the Heart Records. thought he was just going to come to the studio and hang out and I was like, no, no, you're here, dude. <laughs> you think we're hanging out? Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about punk rock and all its friends. My name is David and my friend is Aaron. This week's episode is my interview with lead singer Randy of Canadian pop punk band We Were Sharks. As always, in this episode, we dive into Randy's introduction to the world of punk and hardcore. Also, what it's like being an old ass man playing pop punk. Randy also shares his thoughts and the stories behind five of his favorite We Were Sharks songs. Uh, you can grab their latest record, New Low, from our friends over at Revival Recordings. And speaking of albums and records and the like, head over to northernscene.net and save 15% on your next order of all in-stock punk and hardcore vinyl by using the promo code GROWINGUP, all lowercase, all one word, at northernscene.net. Net. Before we get into the episode, let's just do a little bit of housekeeping. Go follow us on social media at Growing Punk Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, also, we got a Patreon linked in the show notes and linked in our uh, social media bios as well. If you want to support us a couple bucks a month, you can do so there. You can also grab some merch. We got t shirts, we got mugs, we got stickers, uh, we got all sorts of great stuff. And of course, wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you rate and review, subscribe, tell your friends about the show, just help us spread the word a little bit. Let's not waste any more time. This is my interview with Randy of We Were Sharp. Don't want to think about it anymore. I'm sick of banging on a locked door. I just keep living on the outside. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is So let's go back, I guess, maybe to the beginning a little bit. Do you remember the first like band or album or song or whatever that kind of introduced you to the world of like punk and hardcore and stuff like that? Um, I'm going to go with, uh, pretty sure the first album was Dude Rage. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I remember so, hearing um, Damn It and I was yeah. like, whoa, what is, what is this? Because <laughs> at the time I wasn't like super big into what, like, I guess rock and roll, you could call it. And yeah. I was like, why are these guys playing faster than everybody else? Like. And that kind of introduced me into the the world of, I guess, pop punk, punk rock, and then yeah. everything branched out from there. From there, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a that's so so. I guess you just said Dude Ranch would have been the first kind of Blink record that you're into because <laughs> Blink is a funny band for me. Like, I was always aware of them. I shouldn't say always. That's a kind of a weird statement, but I was aware <laughs> of them, especially through like Dude Ranch. Uh, but then for me, it wasn't really until Enema came out that I like was fully on board. Um, because before that, it was like, oh, I knew Damn It, and I knew, you know, <laughs> Josie, you know, like just kind of yeah. the, the singles or whatever. But uh, it's funny because now that record, Dude Ranch, is the one that I want to go back to, I think, the most. <laughs> it's true. Everybody, anybody that I know is like, dude, Enema of the State. And I'm like, great album, but it didn't have as much skate punk as yeah. Damn It. And like at the time, I was super big into the whole like skate punk thing. The faster yeah. it was, the better it was. Yeah. Yeah, no, Dude Ranch is a is an all time for sure. Um, so was that like what was there a band or or a record or whatever that made you want to start making your own music? Um, I want. That's hard to say. That's like really hard to say. Honestly, when I was like younger, before I discovered Dude Ranch, I want to say maybe like a 
a couple months before I discovered Dude Ranch, I was like just listening to the radio and I got big into like the Backstreet Boys because mm. these guys were singing. And at the time, I, I'm a younger guy and I'm like, see, they're picking up all these girls and I'm like, <laughs> so if I do that, yeah. I can get the girls, right? Because right. I, I was obviously not a cool kid in high school or elementary school and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, wow, I, I want to sing. And for some reason, I could. And yeah. then I heard like the pop punk stuff or punk rock stuff, like uh, Blink at the time. And I'm like, whoa, this is really cool. And then I remember hearing uh, Hit or Miss, yeah. uh, New Found Glory from yeah. uh, Nothing Can Stay. Yeah. And that's when I was like, but I want to do that. Like, that's what I want to do. And it was Newfound Glory that got me into, like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Classic. And I, and I like that you you went with Nothing Gold Could Stay, because, like, obviously, they re-released that song on the self-titled mm-hmm. record, which is probably where it's more known. Um, uh, it but, sounds better on the self-titled, to be honest. It does right. sound different, and it sounds better on the self-titled. I'll, I'll, I'll be real with that. <laughs> yeah. But it was but it was uh, Nothing Gold Can Stay that kind of introduced you and hooked you on the band. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. Um, what about, so what, like, is We Were Sharks, is it kind of the first, I guess, le- I don't legit's not the right word, but the first, like, real band that you did, or did you have some kind of stuff that you toyed with beforehand? Before that, I played in a band. Before We Were Sharks even started, I think I was in a band for almost 11 years before wow. that. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, we were kind of doing the whole pop punk thing as well in Ottawa. Um, we had, a, like, people would kind of compare us to Alkaline Trio. We had, like, a, a darker pop punk sound kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and the members kind of changed as we kept going. Some people went off to do school stuff and, and get real jobs. And I kind of just stayed with it. And that's how I met most of the guys from We Were Sharks. Uh, the original lineup was from playing shows with their bands and us kind of having a love for, uh, you know, the, that kind of music and a love for each other and just trying to hang out all the time. We're like, hey, you know. Yeah. So kind of a, a bit of a funny story. I have a, a friend who years ago was like, he was living in Vancouver at the time. So he's like, dude, you got to check out this band. We were sharks. Have you ever listened to them? <laughs> and so this was like a friend, actually, we used to play in a band in high school and I hadn't like spoken to, well, not like we were on, not on speaking terms, but I hadn't like connected with him in, uh, in years. And we just sort of reconnected and we were talking about music and he, he mentioned your guys' band and I was like, the name kind of sounds familiar, but no, I haven't checked him out. So checked you guys out and was like, yeah, this stuff is, this stuff is good stuff, but forever, uh, because I think now that we, you know, we live in a time where, you know, like streaming is obviously the number one way that people listen to music. So less physical copies of music in hand, less, you know, notes to pour over. Although I'm hoping I don't forget this. I do want to talk about, uh, one of your physical releases when we get there, but, um, but, uh, but forever, because not you know not having those connections, I, I I assumed you were from Vancouver, and so when I like looked <laughs> you guys up finally, I was like, no shit, they're from Ottawa. Like I would not have would not have seen that coming. So were you born and raised in Ottawa? Uh, well, I've so I've been I was outside of Ottawa on the Quebec side from okay, a very yeah. very small town, uh, very like more cows and people kind of yeah. town on yeah, the yeah. Quebec side. So I grew up with that. I was like, there was me. And a couple of my friends, and we were like the skateboarders, the, mm-hmm. the punk rock kids, yeah. and that was that was that was it. And it's funny, my first band, I started with most of those guys that I was friends with, just because none of us knew how to play instruments, so we're just right. like, screw it, let's yeah. just go at it. But and then all the shows were happening in Ottawa, which were like we're about a where I used to live was about like forty five minutes an hour outside of okay. Ottawa, yeah. so we'd go play all our shows in Ottawa. And then finally, when we were like, everyone's going to college and stuff like that, we're like, okay. So we all kind of moved out in that direction. Like, I don't live in Ottawa right now. I live back on the Quebec side, but I'm like, I can look out my window and I see the bridge. You know what I mean? So I'm like, really, really close. It's a little Um, cheaper out here in Quebec. (laughs) That's fair. Oh, man. But we, uh, a couple of years ago, we drove. So I'm in Edmonton and we drove from. Okay. Edmonton and my parents live on the East coast in Nova Scotia. So we, it was actually summer of 2020. We drove across the country and there are parts of Quebec though. Like that's probably my favorite stretch of the drive. Cause we, we stayed, um, like I was driving an RV and, uh, cause we didn't know, okay. like, we were like, it was, you know, the first pandemic summer and we we're like, yeah. what's going to be open, you know, yeah, like all 100%. these things. So we're, yeah. So we're like, uh, we had friends lend us their RV, but I was like, I don't want to go, you know, like down the, the 401 or whatever. It's like, I've never, this was my first time driving an RV. So I was like, let's just kind of stick to, you know, like less busy routes. So we went like North through Timmins and then came down through Val d'Or. 
and uh, okay, like, yeah, man, alive! Like that stretch coming down to like Montreal and stuff like that was so nice. And obviously, driving along the river as you go, you know, because mm-hmm. we connected with the highway there. But um, it was it was absolutely beautiful. So uh, Quebec Quebec seems like a great place. I wouldn't know too much it about is. it outside of you know sleeping in a couple Walmart parking lots and driving <laughs> through it. Fair. But, yeah. It's most of my experience with the U.S. is sleeping at Walmart. Yeah, lot, yeah. So, <laughs> I feel, yeah. Yeah, it's classic. And uh, as far as like the growing up in a place where there's, you know, like more cows than people uh, and, you know, being kind of like the only kids really into skateboarding and punk rock and stuff like that, like that, it's funny because I grew up outside Calgary. And so we, we were like half hour away from Calgary, but that's where we played <laughs> all of our shows, right? So um, there was always this like little weird thing. So within the scene, people were like, you guys you're not from here, you know, like, but, <laughs> yeah, but no. yeah, we were, it was the only thing we had. Well, but, uh, it's funny. I played my first ever show. So our first ever show was close to our small town. It was um, a friend of mine who she put it on mm-hmm. and our drummer, Will, his first band that he was in played it. So I met Will. Right. I would have, I'm trying to, I don't know how, I think he was like 14, 15. Okay. So I met him back then and him and I just kind of hit it off. And uh, it's funny that, you know, almost, 22 23 years later we're still playing you know we're playing music together now so it's kind of crazy when you think about it like that yeah that's awesome um why don't we get into uh some of these we were shark songs that i got you to to share i I asked you to share five of your favorites and uh you were happy to do so it seems so let's uh let's it's always hard picking the five favorites though yeah it's always it's always hard and that's I, and that's, to be honest, I don't listen to any of our songs. We yeah. get in the studio and we're out of the studio and I'm done with it. Like, yeah. no, thank you. I've been in the studio long enough. I hear all the mistakes I've made a thousand times in the song. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm over it. But <laughs> uh, So now we're going to listen to those mistakes. This will be awesome. No, nice. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it is. It is one of the fun things to do, though. Like I find not listen to the mistakes, but like in doing these interviews and this style of interview is like getting the artist to actually go well, what are my five favorites, you know, or what what do I want to share? So, so let's, uh, the first one uh, that you shared comes off your 2012 album highways. And, uh, the song is go West young man. Missing when you're not by my side 
So I find it, I, sh- I should have given you a bit of a heads up that we're going to do this kind of in order that the songs were released. And uh, there's a couple songs that are on one album. And then, so those ones are in the order that they appear on the album. But um, so it's kind of funny that we start with this, like, <laughs> you know, like kind of melancholic, melly, melly yeah. song, mellow song. Um, but so with this song, how, how long had you been a band and, you know, kind of doing the band thing for at this point? Um, so Sharks was just literally getting together. Um, at that point in time, I probably was playing music, like doing shows and stuff like that for 10 years. I want to okay. say about 10 years, nine, 10 years. Um, yeah, yeah that, uh, I remember I kind of had this idea at home and it was, it was much different musically. And I had these, this melody and lyrics already kind of written out and I showed up cause we were getting together to just kind of like just chill. It was like at the time there was just three of us. There was that Terrence McCauley who plays in Obey the Brave now and Will and myself. And there was just three of us. Oh, and my buddy Cameron who played in my old band and four of us were just kind of getting together and just kind of like, I want to say hashing out the plan of this right. band. And um, so I had this idea and, and, and Terrence kind of picked up an acoustic guitar. And he was like, Hey, I have this kind of thing I was playing around with and instantly started singing that. And we kind of just looked at each other like, wow, this, that was easy. Like, <laughs> and it was, it was such a, like a different thing for, for kind of what we did. Like we never really, I know his bands have never written songs like that. I've never written a song like that. Like we've never really written songs like that. I mean, I have, but not really in a band situation. Like sure, I'm a big yeah. country fan. Yeah, so okay. I write a lot of country music yeah. and that was kind of like, I was like, this is kind of a country song. Like we could just have like a, kind of a train beat over top and it would be a country song, you know? Right, yeah. So it was just kind of funny and it, it just happened so quick and so natural. And we just kind of were all like, okay, this, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. This is going to work. <laughs> so but that the, was one of the first songs we wrote. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to ask if it was the first or one of the first yeah. that you wrote. It was um, one of the first. Yeah. Is, is it about someone in particular? Because like, it's a very obvious, it seems like the classic kind of like the sacrifices you have to make to be on the road, to be chasing this, this dream. Song. I always say it could be about anybody that misses anything, your dogs, your cats, yeah, yeah, your yeah. brother, sister, family. It, it doesn't have to be about a girl or a guy you miss while you're out on the road. It, it literally could just be about, like you were saying, the sacrifices you make to to live a life that is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Whether it's music or you're a truck driver or, or you know you have to travel for work, it's, it's kind of one of those things, the sacrifice you have to make to hopefully make a better life for yourself, yeah. if that's, yeah. if that makes sense at all. Do you pull this one out live at all or, or have you in the past? Oh, uh, we do. Yeah, we do it every once in a while. Uh, it's, it's always kind of fun to do. We, I want to say we do more in at, for like Ottawa shows now. It's right. like usually like a hometown show or like a Canadian show kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. um, we usually do it. Uh, but uh, there was a while when we were touring that album, we did it just because it was fun. It's, sure, you know, it's yeah. a big sing along kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, usually now just usually Ottawa shows, the occasional Ottawa show will like, Chuck it out, just yeah. <laughs> and, and so, as as far as the song is concerned, like it sits, it's I think second last on the album, but it kind of feels very much like it could be an album closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of I guess like what kind of thought goes into when you're sequencing a record? Um, is it like do do you go in going like okay, we need a closer or we need you know that that penultimate song or whatever? <laughs> I want to say we're never really thinking about it we never kind of think we just kind of, you kind of feel it. You can yeah. like, you kind of tell when you, when the, the album's done, there's like, I've noticed our last two albums working with uh, Paul Mark Rousseau on this stuff, uh, who anybody that doesn't know, he plays, he's a guitar player from Silverstein. Mm-hmm. He's incredible songwriter, incredible, <laughs> just amazing guy. And uh, I've noticed with him, we kind of vibe on the, the first song hits you real hard, real quick with vocals start up like almost instantly. Mm-hmm. That's what I've noticed that we've kind of been going for. And myself, I'm a big, a uh, little longer intro for a start of a show kind of person. Right. So like album wise, hit it quick intro to a show. We have that little longer kind of music kind of thing. So it's like, yeah. we play around with that. Sweet. So um, I don't know if you covered it, but what was the reason that you picked this as one of the songs that you wanted to talk about? It, it just was different. It was just, it was just something that, like I was saying, we've never really done as a band or in my old bands, never really done it. And it just, it, it doesn't sound 
like a lot of our songs. Yeah. It was just something that was, it was different and it, it's still kind of like remembering the first tours we got to play it on kind of brings back some pretty cool memories. So, which is interesting because like as a song, it feels like it would do that anyway, right? Like regardless of it being one of those early ones, just mm-hmm. the the feel that the song has, obviously that works hand in hand. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome. So uh, the next song that you picked comes off your 2015 album, Not A Chance, and it's called How To Lose Your Cool. <laughs> that blink that blink influence that bridge riff oh man mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a straight but even like the guitar tone on it reminds me of yeah uh like dude ranch sort of stuff so um this song i i love i love when writers um will kind of like peel back the curtain a little bit i suppose with their writing like when you the line that you sing in there is what i could try to write the perfect line or something along those lines and i and i, I don't know i've always enjoyed when a singer kind of does that where it's like okay you could just write a song and the song could be the song but you're literally covering like the thought that goes into writing a song if that makes sense mm-hmm. um so this song it's I, I love how right out of the gate you were talking about it's it's not the opening track off the record in fact it sits no. about in the middle but that you know like straight into it right out of the gate it's a banger so what made you pick Thank this you. song it's got that skate punk thing. Like yeah. <laughs> all of my life playing in music, especially when I was younger, starting a band, I wanted to always have a song like this. Right. Always, 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 always. It's, it's got that blink. It's got that slick shoes. It's yeah, got that, nice. you know, it's got that kind of sound to it. And that's MXPX. Like that's, that's something when I talk about pop punk, Yeah, my pop punk is that when I say this is great pop punk, it's skate punk. It is as fast as it can be. Yeah. It, it is just fun. And it's, you know, you try to, you always try to write the melody super catchy on, on pop punk songs and stuff like that, but it's just, it's just fun. And that's, that's, I'm, that's one of my, one of the songs I'm very proud to be a part of. And I know it's nothing crazy and it's nothing like mind blowing or going to change music. But for me, that's just something that I was super, I don't know. It was just something I've always wanted to write and I was proud to be a part of that one. Yeah, you talk about MXPX and Slick Shoes and stuff like that. What was, I guess, maybe, because it sounds like your, maybe your journey through, you know, discovering punk, skate punk, pop punk might be very similar to mine. So, like, um, did you did you grow up on tooth and nail bands at all? Like, what was your introduction to that whole side of the thing? So, like I was saying, skate, when I found Blank and then I started skateboarding and a lot of skate movies back in the, early, like, 90s, we were grabbing or like a lot of 
punk rock stuff, right? Um, and then I had a friend in high school that I played hockey with who was like super big MXPX fan. And once he found out, I was like, yeah, but I like pop punk or punk rock and listen to Blink. Yeah. And he goes, oh man, I got some CDs for you. <laughs> and he let me, the first, one of the first ones he gave me was uh, Bad Religion Suffering. Sure, yeah. So I got Bad Religion, um, Lagwagon, which I became an absolute, insanely massive Lagwagon fan. Nice. Um, no Effects. MXPX, the Ataris, and then, then after that, it was just all me going, uh, this is amazing, how do yeah. I get more of this? And yeah. it was just, you know, so were you, reading were, the credits, the bands yeah, okay. they thanked, and then listening <laughs> to them. And, <laughs> that you was know. my next, yeah, my next question was, were you discovering those bands based on CD liner notes? Because that's... Yes, that 100%. Is, for sure, the probably the thing. I mean, it's funny. I say that's the thing. One of the things I miss the most about like that whole era. But <laughs> the reality is, like nowadays, you have like whether you're on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, like they're recommending those artists oh, for yeah. you anyway, right? But there was something about reading, you know, the fine print liner notes, and you're like, oh, there's this band called A Newfound Glory, you know, like and just like yeah. going through and seeing like the different names and going like, oh, I should check them out. Should check them out. Yeah, and and obviously. Yeah touring like when they tour together but yeah um tell me no, a little for bit me of... at the start was liner notes straight up yeah. liner notes <laughs> yeah yeah no tell internet me... we did not i don't no. have internet where i was from <laughs> <laughs> that's fair um tell me a little bit about the music video for this song what was the what was kind of the <laughs> the idea there because i will say this so this song with that just like straight straight ahead go it does remind me and maybe it's in the production i don't know but it reminds me a little bit of like earlier um stuff from the wonder years and then <laughs> the video for this song reminds me a fair bit of their video for the song uh was it cardinals i forget it's it was off of no closer to heaven where where dan campbell okay. is just like carrying the body like he's walking up the street trying to catch oh, up yes, because yes, yes, yes. it's just this like one long shot of you ba- i mean it's has different cuts for your video where you're like running down the the, the back country road but what was the uh, what was the idea there and how exhausted were you <laughs> um so our guitar player colin was like hey we're gonna shoot a music video I was like, oh, okay, where are we getting the money to shoot this music right. video? It's like, I got an like, iPhone, we're good. <laughs> we're this small, like, you know, this is before we got on Victory and all this stuff. And a lot of it was funded by us. I mean, all yeah. of it was funded by us, right? So he's like, we're going to shoot a music video. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm going to pick you up. Just, just wear whatever. All right. <laughs> so this is all his idea. So they pick me up and um, they're like, yeah, you're going to run out of this bush and you're just going to run. And I was like, have you seen me? <laughs> I am not in shape to run. I love I play a lot of sports, but I don't do the long distance running thing. Right. So I'm like, okay. All right. And um, yeah, we just ran. You just like <laughs> go run. And that was like the whole concept. Now, there is, I don't know if I should be saying it. There, there was a league version of maybe less clothes and not me running. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but uh yeah so because we just got bored of running back and forth so some yeah. of the guys had a little bit of fun and yeah. uh <laughs> you know maybe that person maybe, has never seen the light of day who knows yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe paying your own homage to uh blink yeah, 82 you know blink, running, yeah running down this running, running down the down country this... roads naked though yeah <laughs> we made sure that it was like because i was like if i'm if i'm running i don't want people looking yeah. at me exhausted yeah, yeah. he's like we'll take breaks and he told me the van, they told me they were going to drive slow. They did not drive slow. There was like, <laughs> some of those were steady paced jogs, like yeah. real hard jogs. Right. Oh man. Well, and it's funny cause it, I'm assuming like in watching the video, I was like, uh, you can see like tracks on the dirt road, but you can like see where they just randomly abruptly end. So I'm going to assume <laughs> that you just kind of kept going to a point and then like backing the, the vehicle up or whatever, and then doing it again um, and just leaving these, these tracks on the road. But uh, I don't know. It was, it, it <laughs> it's one of those video ideas that it's obviously it's so simple and I'm, I'm assuming, you know, he could have filmed it on a phone if he chose, right? Like, but I think uh, he had a good camera. <laughs> he, had a, yeah. he had a decent camera. Yeah. <laughs> Did it rain on you that day? Because that's all I could think watching. I was like, man, there's so a rainstorm coming. So it was, it was pouring that morning. Okay. So it was when they were like picking me up, it was rainy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you know, this won't be too bad to run in. It'll be cool. Yeah. Sun immediately out. <laughs> Just muggy. Immediately, yeah. It was not It was not a good time. 
well there it turned you go. out great but it, yeah, <laughs> it it does the trick you know it's uh i was i was talking i think another... i've seen the video once because i'm like right. i don't want to watch me run so i see the yeah. video once <laughs> uh it is interesting though i was talking to another band recently actually i want to say it was um the home team who are another revival recordings band mm-hmm. and we were talking about music videos because from their record last year they had almost half the tracks i think had music videos and so um is that something that you guys like to do? Like go out and create videos? Uh, or is it like, cause there's, I, I thought at one point in time when much music and MTV and stuff, you know, when they stopped playing music, uh, music videos specifically, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, that'll sort of be the death of that, which is unfortunate because yeah. music videos are fun. But then obviously YouTube comes around and it plays yeah. a big role. So is that something that you guys kind of put thought and, uh, and value into or is it just kind of like a eh, this song might be kind of fun to have a video for um usually if we're going to pick a couple songs for videos we will take a listen to the songs whatever is going to be a single obviously and uh, uh we shot for um for uh the last album we shot a bunch of music videos with miguel and he's a great guy and he's done every like amazing video from like seaway to like there's so many like amazing bands right and that mm-hmm. uh, so it was really fun to work with him. The guy has great ideas and he was like, Hey, I have these ideas for these, the songs. And we're like, done. It's all you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all in your hands. Man. As long as you don't make me run down a country road. <laughs> yeah. Just don't make me run. No more running. Sequel. Please. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And I'm, I'm sure we'll do a sequel to it. Yeah. Just older and slower now. <laughs> That's fine. It's, it is, you know, it'll work. It'll work. Uh, no, that's that's awesome though. Um, so the next song that you you brought is again off of Not a Chance, and it is the song "Run for Cover." thing i like most about that song is uh how kind of on like the pre-chorus and the bridge uh it kind of it's not a full direction change but it's definitely like um a bit of a tone change i guess you could mm-hmm. say both in your vocal delivery and and is that where where jordan comes in is he on the bridge there 
yeah on the bridge where it yeah. gets like super gritty yeah yeah he thought he was just gonna come to the studio and hang out i was like no no <laughs> no you're here dude That's what, i was, <laughs> I was gonna, hanging out oh yes <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask how that uh collaboration came along um because so he's that was a big Black. pacific fan yeah i'll say jordan black from like pacific so you yeah. had you been touring with it you obviously were friends with him at that point mm-hmm. um so we played out. some of our first shows uh, as we were sharks they were playing the shows too and we just kind of became really good friends with them and uh we took them out on a little little run with us one time and they're just amazing they're incredible the songs we were putting out were amazing they were showing us some of the stuff and it was incredible so we were down in toronto um recording and i was like man it'd be really cool to get jordan on one of these tracks mm-hmm. so he came out to the studio we're hanging out and i guess i kind of i didn't tell him until he got to the <laughs> studio and i was like guess what see this bridge this is your part yeah. but at the same time i i just kind of wanted him to do I, we all wanted him to do what he does yeah there was no like here this is an idea you get to listen to the song i want your idea like he the guy's an incredible songwriter incredible singer so we just kind of were like all right dude no pressure if it doesn't work it doesn't work and yeah. then he killed it yeah. so yeah he was like hey i, I got something for this and I was like, easy but yeah, yeah i didn't want to put any pressure on him it was just like, just do your thing. The reason we want you to do this because we love your style. So just do your thing. And it was specific. Like you had that song in mind when he came out. Like that's what yeah, you wanted yeah. him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. No, just the the way the tone kind of changes. Like obviously, I mean, when he comes in on the bridge, but also like the pre-chorus. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if, it, if I'd have to go back and listen because I really noticed it this time. If the pre-chorus, like is it before every chorus where there's kind of a little bit of because I yeah, really noticed it. Chorus, yeah, I say I really noticed it going into the second longer. chorus. Okay, the, the second one's longer. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why it like kind of struck me a little bit. Because then like the chorus is a lot bouncier, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you know that kind of comes back and it's like everyone's bopping along and um, yeah, yeah. I it, love bouncy courses like that. Yeah. So which which I mean, going back to you know talking about as you were kind of getting into. Uh, the world of pop punk and stuff like that. You like you mentioned Newfound Glory, which of course they're um, like well known for those bouncy choruses right mm-hmm. so uh you can kind of hear that there what what like why why was this one of the songs that you picked or was it because of the jordan feature um it was just kind of i just really enjoyed the course and i got to throw in a little uh newfound glory reference with uh you oh. think i'm better off dead oh funny now i gotta go back and listen one of my to favorite <laughs> one of my favorite newfound glory songs yeah, yeah better off dead and i got to got to throw that in yeah. there and uh yeah no i just i don't know it was just Damn, now, it's just now, one of those songs that I, I enjoy the chorus and I enjoy playing it live a lot. Now I'm mad that I didn't pick up on that, considering I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I compared the song to Newfound Glory, and here there's this reference right in front of me that it was no accident. <laughs> I love, I love doing that in in my writing. I love like, I love putting in little snippets of songs mm-hmm. and little like there's a there's an old Shark song uh, called I Only Like the First Album. Right, which was a, a, a reference to Fallout Boy because right. we're big Fallout Boy fans, but like take this to your grave was unreal. So we'd always sure. joke around. Well, I only like the first album, you know, yeah, I only, yeah. which is not true, but it yeah. was like a big joke. And in that, I took like parts of uh, this band that I used to play in, and I put like little references in that, and little references to like just like other songs that we. Yeah. You know, I just I really enjoy doing that. Like that's like yeah. a a fun little thing that I like to shove in and see if anybody knows. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love, I, I it's funny cause for the longest time I always thought it was weird when a band would like, I guess name drop. I don't know if that's the right mm-hmm, phrase, mm-hmm. but like name drop another band or artist. Right. Yeah. And for a while I always thought, man, that's, and then there was like, I don't remember what it was that completely changed my mind on that. If all of a sudden I was like, I, cause I think it was probably like just a time in my life where I was like, Hmm, that's not very good songwriting, you know, <laughs> like whatever, just trying to be that, you know, kind of yeah. nose in the air guy. But, uh, then all of a sudden I realized like, no, they're literally telling us the stuff they love and they love to listen mm-hmm. to. And I don't know how many times I've then gone and discovered another artist because an artist is singing about them. Right. Like, um, there is, Oh shit. What's their name? Damn it. They broke up a few years ago. They released a record called You're Only As Blank As You Think You Are, I think. Ah, this is going to drive me mad. I got to look this up. because. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. in, one of, in one of their songs, only, maybe if I look in my library. Um, no, of course, that's not going to work. Um, damn, I really <laughs> like them. But in one of their songs, they actually referenced uh, 
Julian Baker. I'm not sure if you're too familiar with her, but she's like a, an incredible singer songwriter. And in one of their songs, they referenced her song "Sprained Ankle." Now, I didn't pick up on it mm-hmm. because I had no idea who she was. But then, at the time, but then I was on on YouTube and you know just like reading the comments, and someone's like, "Oh, this Julian Baker shout out with the song "Sprained Ankle." I was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. So I go look it up, and uh, from there, I was like, "Oh man, she's amazing." And um, so just like that kind of thing, right? Like, I love. I love references like that. And that's why I was kicking myself a little bit, especially since like, um, you know, like better off dead, newfound glory. Like that's a band I grew up with. Right. So it's like, <laughs> ah, it was in my face. First it was verse. right there. Yeah. First verse. Well, it's funny on, on the new album, uh, song ready to go. I do a reference to bridge burner. I do okay. a reference to lost touch. And then I do a reference. So I play in a cover band back home. Like that's what I do to make a living. Yeah. And one of the lines is, and I find myself, uh, every night singing or find myself singing 90s pop hits mm-hmm. and then i do a semi-charm life kind nice. of reference in it like yeah, a yeah. third eye blind reference so yeah like i said we we really enjoyed writing that way and it, it is just kind of always fun to like have like a joke in there somehow yeah. like have something in there that you know you'd be like hey i thought about this it was just writing things out i like we thought about this yeah yeah <laughs> i love it i love it by the way that might I, be I, a hip-hop thing it, it might be a hip-hop thing that's fair a lot of hip-hop artists are really good with that the wordplay yeah. is just yeah, um, but I, I figured out who the band was. It was Sorority Noise. Oh. And, uh, okay. Yeah, their record, You're Not As Blank As You Think. Um, the question is, which song was it? It might be First Letter From St. Sean. Or, anyway, um, that record is so good. It's way too short, and it's way too bad that it was like their last kind of proper full-length release. Uh, but, um, yeah, hearing references like that. And sometimes like that's, you know, that's, that is a bonus of things like YouTube and what have you, because like it took someone else pointing that out for me to go, Oh, this artist is really great sort of thing. I mean, so that's pretty rad. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next one, which came off of your 2018 record lost touch. And it's the song always you.
So now I'm just going to look for references and assume all the lyrics are references. <laughs> not, all, the, not all. In the, in the second line of that song, you're clearly referencing Kelly Clarkson when you say Since You've Been Gone. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that Kelly Clarkson album. That's that fair. Album, was that the one? Lies and everything? Yeah. Was that? Oh, that was. When did that one come out? Like the Kelly Clark, because that wasn't right after her American Idol thing was like she had been around. No, for no, it, I think. yeah, okay. I think that was like her second album or third album, but that thing took over. Yeah, she was like the new Avril Lavigne in my yeah, hundred percent. That's what I remember when hearing it was like, oh man, like she's trying to do like an Avril Lavigne sort of thing. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it was that's, great. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, so this song, um, I love it. Like that that bridge. Um, how often do you guys use a piano? Like at least feature a piano like that versus just being in the background. So it's funny in like Bridge Burner, we have like an organ playing in the background. It's like a it was a Blink One Eighty Two trick. Yeah. They do that a lot in a yeah. lot of their songs. They have like an organ and stuff. Uh, that one just felt right. Yeah, we just toss like, it in. <laughs> it, it creates well, and and, and and then it lends it. It creates like this kind of like really nice kind of lush textured piece of music that mm-hmm. then lends itself to like the build that comes right after the end for that final course and just like really drives it home. Um, yeah. So why was this one of the songs that you wanted to pick? So different. It was yeah. out of left field for us. It was just something um, when we heard it, I know I, if I remember correctly, I think Jason had that riff for a while. He was playing that riff for quite a while mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, it could be cool. Like in a bridge, never, never right. would have thought, you I know, and it riff. took, took like a guy like like Paul Mark Russo to to think out of the box him and same guy in and then just like to think out of the box and be like, this doesn't need to be a bridge thing. Yeah. We could start a song with that. We could like figure this out. And it was just one of those things that were like, you know, all gloves were off. It was just like, okay, how do we attack this? this is gonna be so much different for us. Can we write a song like this? Can we do this? Mm-hmm. And uh it was just one of those songs that I came out of left field and and I just thought it was super, super cool. It was, yeah. It was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun to do. It was a lot of yeah. fun to do. It um, well, it's interesting because like that riff off the top. Like I remember when first hearing it, going like, okay, I was expecting it to go, you know, maybe kind of in a direction of like a like a four year strong sort of vibe, <laughs> like. But then where it does go is a lot more. I mean, I love four year strong, and they write great melodies and <laughs> stuff like that too. But but like it goes in a much more laid back might not be necessarily the right word, but like when that chorus hits, you're just like, yeah, <laughs> you know? And I think it's because yeah. like the guitars and the drums and stuff are doing like these shots, but you're just singing this like smooth melody over top of it that just carries all the way through. And it just, the way it kind of pieces it all together, it, it, uh, yeah, it, it really creates a wonderful feeling song, if that makes sense. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's that's. It was funny when we were we were demoing it. Uh, I sang the first line, and the way we got the first line on the demo when Paul Paul and I were like just demoing stuff, mm-hmm. we couldn't get it back in the studio like that. <laughs> we just couldn't replicate it. Like we tried yeah. and tried and tried. So I don't know if he like took the demo and just made it sound better and checked it in, but yeah. <laughs> he could have done that. He, they're, they're him and Sam are geniuses, but uh, yeah, it was it was one of those things. He was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it exactly that you weren't like able to replicate was it like a it a was one of the timing thing yeah it was like the what is it cannon down the rhythm with the clock on the wall it was like one of those right. little oh, run like things run, and i just yeah. yeah i just couldn't get it so as natural as it was right. like i just kept and he's like I, I think you're overdoing it i'm like i know i'm overdoing it <laughs> pretty sure that day he wanted he wanted to hurt me very bad <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting because like going right back to the very beginning when we were talking, you mentioned like uh like going back to the Backstreet Boys, right? And just mm-hmm. like, you know, here you're like I I apparently I can also sing. And so the one thing I really <laughs> like about this song though is that it has that like um, you know, that pop vocal. You obviously just you know, kind of displayed it with a little bit of the run there. Uh and just like hearing it, but it's not like one that's done over the top necessarily like obviously like going back again you mentioned fallout boy like um <clears throat> patrick stump like his vocals at times are very runny <laughs> you know yes and very, so he's such a great singer he oh 100 percent he is and uh but like to hear you kind of say like when you were doing it in the studio being like ah, i'm overdoing it trying to dial that back yeah. is kind of like you know sort of because you you, you definitely found this in between of because there's this world of pop punk where you have like those 
very poppy, mm-hmm. well-produced singers, and then you have the other side of the coin where they're like the more you know snotty, nasally sort of yeah. pop punk singers, and you you kind of found this like in between, which I think works really well and feels nice on this song. I I do my best to do something that people can feel, whether it's right. my voice is breaking up and you can tell I'm pissed, or yeah. I'm just kind of calm back, chilling in the back. I want to what I what I try to do is is try to do something that. When people listen to like, oh, I believe, I believe him. That's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I, and that's very hard to do. And that's why I have like the guys are, I usually have someone in the studio with me going, yeah, I feel that. Or no, nah, I don't feel that. That too was, much, that was some much. phony <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. You're phony bullshit. Don't do yeah. that. Go for it. So that's kind of like my thing. I just want to find the in-between of when I sing it, do you believe that yeah. I mean it? Cause I mean yeah. it while I'm singing. It, so do you believe it? Like that's kind of where I'm trying to find the balance. Well, it's interesting finding that kind of like middle ground. Like just tonight I was watching uh, like a Leafs Bruins hockey game and I caught like the anthems at the beginning and uh, the girl that was singing, she was like, you were talking about like the voice breaking sort of thing. She was doing <laughs> it so much. I was just like, what is going on? Like, you yeah. know, is she just like super emotional about singing this anthem? Yeah. Like, this is kind of like, weird. Oh. Especially for yeah. just like, you know, like a, a late regular season hockey game, not like mm-hmm. it was a Super Bowl or something, but finding yeah, no, that, uh, yeah, finding, finding that middle ground is, um, I think it's very important because, because then, you know, there's, it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for someone to kind of go, uh, it's too, you know, like just the too much thing can definitely yeah. pull someone out of a song. hundred percent. Like I said, all I try to do is like, can you tell that I'm invested in this line yeah. that I'm singing? That's kind of, yeah. that's kind of, and then live, you know, if I'm bored, I'll add a run in here and there kind of thing. Like, right. like, Hey, I've sang this song 35 times in the last yeah. four days. We're yeah. going to see what I, let's just, let's see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and that's very... Which is like, fun for me live. Which is yeah. fun for me live. Well, and I was going to say, if, if someone goes to see a band live and they're expecting full replication of, you know, what is on the album, just listen to the album, you know? like 100%. That, you want that different that was like, experience. That's that's a big shark's belief. It's like, people pay money to come and see us. Mm. If, you know, we're going to sound identical to the album and not give them a show, then they could just stay home, yeah. save the money, and spend it on beer or something, and crank the album and chill out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They don't need to come and see us if that's what we're going to do. So that's, we take pride in. <laughs> they can wash in their yeah, living room. <laughs> 100%. We take, we take pride in having a party. Yeah. That's yeah. a live show is a party. Yeah. At, at the same point, you know, I get people who are like, I don't want to go see a band where clearly, you know, they can't play their instruments or their singers. 100%. And, you know. But yeah. it's, you know, finding, again, finding that middle ground where you can kind of toy with ideas uh, that you can pull off and people enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That's the live experience. Let's get into uh, the last yeah. song that you brought, which came off your record from last year, 2021. Uh, it is The record was called New Low. The song that you ch- uh, picked was Problems. If I could get you to admit it, we'd be good. If you could get me to say sorry like I should. No, I'm not talking now. Yeah, we got problems now. You walk away like you might like a chub. I double down like I'm so damn sure.
the songs that we listened to and talked about tonight that one definitely has the most kind of like production elements i suppose you could say uh like there's obviously the vocal effect at one point and then the reverse effect that happens and um it's all kind of kind of neat you're also you also got the runs in this one too you're doing some more vocal runs which uh um is that something i guess like as a performer as a singer as an artist like over the years is that something you kind of introduced more uh, as you got more confident in your voice or how did that sort of become? Uh, I've been trying to slink them into shark songs ever since we started recording, but that one just felt right. <laughs> this, so the new album has got a lot, I want to say a lot of poppier feelings with vocals. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of the new songs I get to, I get to kind of do that stuff because it just felt right. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was one of those things where they're like, don't go to town. If, if it makes sense, go to town. And with these songs that just did, they weren't just straight up, really fast pop punk songs there were literally i look at that one and I'm like that's my boy band song yeah yeah that's <laughs> you know fair. I mean? yeah that was i got i got to i got to do that it's a little more r&b <laughs> a little more kind of groove to it yeah. it's just taking pop punk and trying to give it a i don't know just trying to give it a little more groove i want to say it was it was just a lot of it was a lot of that was a lot of fun that was probably one of my favorite songs to do in the studio yeah yeah um i mean that that record in particular new low like the song shameless uh, mm-hmm. is a song that like is probably one of my favorite songs of the last year or so like it is so thank you so catchy and um but i mean we're, we're talking i just had to throw that in there we're talking about problems uh what, what about the idea for the video for this song because we're going to talk about you know going from the video <laughs> that we spoke about earlier yeah. where it was literally you running down a country road to something that definitely has a lot more production value and uh stuff going on visually i guess you could say <laughs> I mean, for me, it was really awkward to be by myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, I literally had to go like, boy band, boy, like Backstreet Boys, <laughs> New Kids on the Block, uh, Boys and Men. What would they do in this situation? I was Miguel's all Miguel's idea. He was just like, it's got this like R and B hip hoppy vibe. So let's shoot an R and B hip hoppy video. And I was right. like, I, I mean, cool. But nobody told me it was just me until like later on that. Right. Oh, you're just doing it. And I'm like. Uh oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, I get I get smashed online already for being this old guy in a pop punk band. Right. So I was like, man, they're gonna kill me on this one. I get <laughs> roasted. It was it hasn't been too bad, but I, I yeah. figured I was gonna get roasted on this one. But <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. Like the thing is, is I think, um, and and I don't know if it's because like you know music videos probably cost a fraction of what they used to cost, right? So I just find a lot of music videos these days are just artists having fun. They don't have to worry as yeah. much about, you know, like, how is this going to come across? Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of times, too, it's literally just, uh, you know, a band in a room performing, which, whatever, that's cool, yeah. too. I, I appreciate the visual to go along with a song. <laughs> but I think, like, as far as the whole, like, getting roasted or whatever, I'm like, ah, it's just bands having fun. It's artists doing, yeah. you know, having a good time. hundred percent. Like um, I always make the joke. I'm like, I started, I've been in this band now for 11 years. I was yeah. a young pup when this band started. I'm sorry yeah. that I'm still doing it. I guess that's the only thing I can say. Sorry, <laughs> we're still going. I yeah. apologize for that. I got a lot more grays. Right. You know what? Whatever, man. Whatever. Like the thing is, is like so many of us grew up on, you know, like you talked about Blink-182 and, mm-hmm. and Lagwag and MXPX. Like, we're still, you know, enjoying that music. 
I don't 100%. make it like I haven't played in a, in a band like that since, you know, the early two thousands, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's like, well, other guys who have been doing it can't do it anymore. Right. Like it's still, yeah, 100%. it's still fun, you know? And, and one thing yeah. I think I'd appreciate, I appreciate is that, you know, one of the, I guess, um, criticisms, arguments against whatever is mm-hmm. like, you know, Oh, pop punk is, is music for, for high school kids. Well, that's because, mm-hmm. All of us, you know, who were really a part of that scene when it was at its peak were in or around high school at that time. Yeah. But the fact that pop punk is no longer songs that sound like, in in some cases, written about (laughs) high school, right? Like, obviously, you know, Blink Blink actually got some criticism with that with one of their, I don't know if it's California or Nine, but it's like, why are you still writing songs where it sounds like you're in high school? Like, that's weird. Yeah, you can't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I would say the one thing I appreciate about this whole, you know, um, generation era of pop punk, whatever you want to call it, is that they really mixed the elements that I grew up loving about, you know, like post-hardcore, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and that and that kind of side with pop punk. And it's like, okay, we don't have to always just be goofing off. You know, we can write songs that are a little more grown up. Uh, at the same point, we can still have fun, <laughs> you know? So, oh, absolutely. So that's, that's rad. But um, I mean, one thing that punk rock has taught me is not take yourself too serious. 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. yeah um okay I, I i mentioned earlier i wanted to talk about the physical release of one of your records mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. this one um so i uh the the fine folks at revival recordings were kind enough to send me a copy of this which oh, i nice. had my nice, nice, nice. i had my eye on it for a while because uh the whole like layout and stuff was done by jason over at unoriginal vinyl um mm-hmm. and so i wanted he sent me when he was going through the whole like kind of like mock-up phase, he sent me some of the mock-ups for this because he's like, he knows I'm from Canada and he's like, Oh, yeah. check this out. Look what I'm doing. And he was like playing <laughs> this. I mean, obviously you've met, I'm assuming you've met and spoke he's, with Jason. He's, yes. He's a man. He, he's a funny guy. And so he was totally like playing games where he's like, guess who this is? And it was just like trying to lead me on. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know. And then finally, you know, it's like, Oh, it's, we were sharks. Okay, cool. So, um, I wanted to know, so how, how did that come together? You working with unoriginal vinyl? That wasn't, that wasn't me. I got to, I got to toss that in our guitar player, Colin's direction. He, uh, he does a lot of that uh, behind the scenes stuff. And uh, that was our manager, Mark, and they all thought it was a good idea and that they probably took care of it like that. I just remember seeing it. I was like, yo, who is this dude doing this? He's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I guess, um, so real quick for, for anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, it's, I mean, so because the, the cover now, I don't even know what the original cover is because the way this thing works <laughs> is it's, it's, so it's looking through the windshield of a car, right? And, uh, and, and the original cover, I don't know what the original picture was because on the vinyl, it's cut out. The windshield is cut out and all of the lyric sheets have separate pictures. So you can change. It's literally like a choose your own cover. Mm-hmm. You can change what the cover is and they're all different, you know, kind of scenes out the front window. Um, it's so incredibly awesome. Uh, and uh, so like, you know, like shout out for that because I, one of the things I love most about, you know, about vinyl, we talked about liner notes and stuff like that before. Mm-hmm. That's not as big of a thing I find anymore. Like where you can look and, you know, read the thank yous and see the bands yeah, list. That just that. doesn't happen as mm-hmm. much, but just like that physical experience and being able to go, Oh, like, cause I mean, I want to, I want to see if I can, I just want an image of what what Apple Music <laughs> says the cover is. The um, cover is. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a great idea. They 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 knocked it right out of the park. I was like, if we're not going to get album of the year for the songs, we might as well take it for the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So the okay. So the picture is looking. It looks like it down a back alley or something like that. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. So yeah, like you can choose. Like I think mine that I have it set right now is like. There's like, it's like palm trees or something and kind of like a very, uh, uh, serene kind of scenic view. Um, and you can, yeah, you can, you can flip through them. It's so awesome. And, um, I have something here. This is really cool. I don't know if these were ever released. Yeah. This is just like a mock-up. Okay. Yeah. It's like double dragons. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty rad. Um, that's on, I, like, <laughs> that was red. So I like, that's interesting that that like the color scheme on that one was red where you guys ended up going, uh, definitely with the pink, but um, yeah, with the pink, yeah. But yeah. that was like because we did a bunch of like 
just different releases. Like that was something so crazy to me. Like all these like different cool new art releases of the album. Like yeah. I was like blown away. I, I, the only, I, people are like, Hey, how many do you have? I'm like, I have that because yeah. they shipped us out a couple of like extra to like, and I grabbed one from the guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's literally it. Yeah. So everyone's like, "Hey, do you think you can grab me this like limited edition one?" I'm like, "I can't grab you shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't do anything. Oh man, I can't even get one for myself if I wanted to." Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was like a really cool idea. They did like so many different like takes on it. And I was like, "This yeah. is this is crazy." Like it, it's, it's it is so you know, awesome. And uh, I was going to say the, a funny thing. I had to like, I messaged Jason about this. I was like, did you intentionally put on the cover that it says, it says 33 and a third RPM, but the record plays at 45. <laughs> I've got people have asked me about that. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? man? Like, yeah. and, and every time I put it on, because it hasn't stuck in my brain yet, when Shameless comes on, you've got this <laughs> deep, slow voice. I'm like, right. But I kind of want to leave this on and listen to this now. <laughs> there could be some hidden tracks back there. It could be like, right? yeah. buy more shark stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it'll be like, you never know. I'll play through the whole record. And maybe it translates how uh, Dolly Parton's Jolene slowed down. Oh. Trans- and it sounds so awesome. So may- maybe maybe there's yeah. something there. I'll play through it. But um, <laughs> yeah, first time I put it on, I was like, it literally says 33 and a third on the cover. Damn you. I've had people message me about that. And I'm like, I, I'm so sorry. I don't know anything about any of that. <laughs> You're going to have to talk to the people that know what they're doing. Cause I yeah. don't, he, he admitted saying it was, it was on purpose. So I'm like, all right. All right. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Either that <laughs> or it was like, a, maybe it was a mistake that happened. And he's like, it's just best if we <laughs> say it was on purpose. Which I wouldn't Jason knows past, more than I do. Yeah. And I wouldn't put he it knows more than I do. He's a funny guy. So <laughs> he knows but, much uh, more than I do. <laughs> Anyways, man, thanks for doing this. This was this was honestly a lot of fun. I enjoyed getting I, to Thank go you so through. much for having me. Yeah, enjoyed getting to go through um, your picks, your five We Were Shark songs to talk about. And uh, yeah, this was this was honestly a blast. I right, thank you so much for having me. I had a blast.